Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What we've learned about the suspect in the massage parlor massacres. He has some issues, potentially a sexual addiction. Was he on a mission to kill more people? Then... I Sharon Osborne under siege. Will she ever return to the talk? You can just call this hashtag hot mess. And the new surge, the common cold. How kids returning to the classroom are more vulnerable than ever to getting a cold. Plus, the dynasty actress. She's a COVID long hauler. Are you having trouble breathing right now? Then, you've seen the shocking video. A small plane slamming into a car. Wait till you see who was inside the vehicle. Plus, the show must go on. How they're making ends meet with Broadway shut down. He's now a florist. She went from singing to teaching a gym class. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Police investigating that deadly string of shootings at Georgia massage parlors say the suspect gave no indication the shootings were racially motivated, even though six of the eight victims were Asian. As Les Trent reports, the suspect, who was arrested while headed south down the freeway, told authorities he had a sex addiction. He was on his way to kill more people, according to police. He made a comment to that effect, that he was headed to Florida, and that he was going to do similar acts in that state. Six of the eight victims in Georgia were Asian, but police say race may not have been the motive. He made uh, indicators that um, uh, he has uh, some some issues, uh, potentially uh, sexual addiction, and um, uh, may have frequented some of these places in the past. This is still early, but he does claim that it was not racially motivated. The fallout from the Georgia killings is even being felt across the nation. Despite the information coming out of Georgia, police here in New York say that out of an abundance of caution, they are deploying manpower to Asian communities everywhere. I spotted these officers reassuring people on the streets of Manhattan's Chinatown today. The common thing we keep hearing is that people are scared. As as you know, I've been speaking about the brutality against Asian Americans uh, for the last couple months, and I think uh, it is very, very troubling. And, uh, but I'm making no connection at this moment to the motivation of, what the, of the killer. Here's the timeline to the massacre. 5 p.m., cops got a call about a shooting at Young's Asian Massage Parlor near Woodstock, Georgia. He's not ever witnessed it actually is alive right now, but can tell us who, uh, who shot him. Surveillance cameras show a suspect fleeing the scene. Shortly thereafter, we were contacted by uh, members of the family, uh, indicating that that may be their, their uh, son. 547, another shooting was reported at a spa 30 miles away outside Atlanta. 
Moments later, a third shooting at another spa across the street. As far as we know in Atlanta, these are legally operating uh, businesses. 8.30 p.m. Cops tracking the suspect on his cell phone are in hot pursuit in Crisp County, 150 miles south of Atlanta. They used a so-called pit maneuver like this one to stop him. I can tell you that a 9mm firearm was located in his vehicle. The suspect was identified as 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long. He was put in a bulletproof vest when his mugshot was taken. Long attended a mega church in Milton, Georgia. According to published reports, he wrote on Instagram, pizza, guns, drums, music, family, and God. This pretty much sums up my life. He was pretty much fed up and then kind of at the end of his rope and um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. Long is scheduled to be in court tomorrow. Lots of drama over on the set of the talk as the show continues on hiatus after an on-air dust-up over the interview with Harry and Meghan. And speculation is growing over the future of Sharon Osbourne on the show. Here's why. There's backstage drama at the talk today over fresh allegations against Sharon Osbourne. Former co-host Leah Remini is accusing her of using racially charged language to describe the other women on the show. You can just call this hashtag hot mess. The controversy started last week with Osbourne's heated exchange with Cheryl Underwood amid the fallout over Meghan and Harry's explosive interview. Osborne came to the defense of her friend Piers Morgan after he stormed off the set of his British morning show. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Well, 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 I well what? We will be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. When the show returned from commercial break, Osborne kept at again. it. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be... Brian, it should be me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Sharon is saying that she was caught off guard about this line of questioning with the whole Piers Morgan, Meghan Markle debacle. And because of that, she feels really betrayed. Last night, Sharon Osbourne told Entertainment Tonight she apologized after the show. I love Cheryl. I love Cheryl. I've apologized to Cheryl. She's not gotten back. I should never have dismissed her feelings on national TV, ever. And she even hinted she may not be back. I don't know whether I even want to go back. I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether I'm wanted there. Now Leah Remini, who co-hosted the show for one season starting in 2010, is quoted in a published report as accusing Osborne of using racial slurs to refer to former co-host Julie Chen, whose heritage is Chinese, and homophobic language about Sarah Gilbert, who is gay. Former co-host Holly Robinson-Pete also claims Osborne called her too ghetto for the show. Sharon Osborne's spokesman says Sharon is disappointed but unfazed and hardly surprised by the lies, the recasting of history, and the bitterness coming out at this moment. CBS extended the talk's hiatus into next week while all this is investigated. The network says in a statement, CBS is committed to a diverse, inclusive, and respectful workplace. This includes a process where all voices are heard, claims are investigated, and appropriate action is taken where necessary.
The show is expected to be back in production next Tuesday. In many parts of the country, kids are finally returning to class for in-person learning. But don't be surprised if they get a lot of colds when they do. That's because a clear link has been established between children in class and a rise in colds. And unfortunately, the symptoms of colds and COVID are very similar. A new concern today as more and more kids head back to school. They're getting sick, but not with COVID. There's an outbreak of the common cold. We're going to see an increase in respiratory infections in general. This is just what we see every year. And we can expect the same thing to happen now. However, we don't have the same immunity to these to these respiratory infections. We're all more susceptible to them. Researchers in Hong Kong are seeing seven times more common cold cases than in previous years. It's causing chaos because the symptoms are a lot like COVID-19, but obviously a lot less serious. That's why testing is going to be so important to be able to determine, is this coronavirus? Is this, is this just a common cold? We can't really tell the difference just by symptoms. Today, 14 states are reporting a spike in COVID cases. In yellow, you're seeing where the rates are holding steady, and then the orange is where it's going up. And now St. Patrick's Day celebrations have health officials on edge. Here in New York, the big parade has been canceled for the second year running, but that hasn't stopped the celebrations here at Connolly's Pub in Midtown. You're still seeing a good-sized crowd of people determined to enjoy the holiday, but the manager tells me they're operating at a strict 35% capacity, and they're making sure everyone is wearing a mask when they're not drinking. We're seeing huge gatherings in Texas and Florida. The streets of Miami Beach were packed last night. The mayor making a desperate appeal for help to Governor Ron DeSantis. I've sent him letters. I've talked. I've sent his chief of staff information. I've asked them for help. Um, and what do you hear? I hear uh, crickets. And we're hearing from one of the first families to volunteer for COVID-19 vaccines for their kids. This is Ollie. He is three turning four, and Charlotte will be two next week. The Guthrie family is taking part in a Moderna trial involving 7,000 kids under 12. Mom Rachel is a nurse. Why did you want your children to be a part of this? The more people that are vaccinated, the better it is for our whole community. We have to vaccinate in order to create a herd immunity. Moderna hopes to have the results of its study on children sometime this summer. You may have seen that frightening video of a single-engine plane crashing into an SUV. Inside were a mother and her four-year-old son, and the little boy was killed on impact. The video is hard to watch. A plane falling out of the sky and crashing into an SUV. Now we're learning a mother and her young son were inside that car. The little boy did not survive. Four-year-old Taylor Bishop was pronounced dead at the hospital. Somehow, his mom, Megan, was able to get out of the wreckage alive. She is now recovering at home. The tragic incident happened on a residential street in Pembroke Pines, Florida, as the single-engine plane was flying out of North Perry Airport. Stand by the airport close. Oh, he went through the gate. He, um, I'm over here. I said he went through the gate. It was all captured on Annabelle Fernandez's ring camera. We felt like a tremendous, uh, like noise, like a explosion, like a bomb. The whole house shook, and we ran outside. And um, when we went to the front, the whole street, the whole everything was on fire. Witnesses described the heartbreaking scene as the mom paced the street, crying, begging, pleading for someone, anyone to help get her child from the mangled car. 
my baby, my baby, somebody help my baby, she cried. Megan is a single mom and a special ed teaching assistant at a nearby elementary school. At last night's school board meeting, they held a moment of silence. The two men on board the plane were also killed. The NTSB is investigating, but the fire chief says he thinks it was a mechanical issue. Out in California, the smoke has cleared, but people are still rattled by that massive fireworks explosion in a private home. Two people were killed. Authorities now say it was commercial-grade explosives. But what on earth was it doing in a private home? Here's Jim Murray. In California, a woman runs for her life after a house loaded with illegal fireworks explodes. Oh, this stunned driver can't believe what he's witnessing. Are you guys okay? And this terrified woman is recording inside her home when another blast goes off. Today, authorities are revealing new details about yesterday's deadly fireworks explosion that killed two people at this residential property in Ontario, outside Los Angeles. Police announced today that neighbors will not be allowed back into their homes until 24 bomb technicians comb the area for other fireworks that could explode. They're also searching for potentially live ammunition. Police warn that could take a couple of days. The debris field that exploded and went all over the place, we have some things that are live and some things that have been um, exploded already. So we have to go through a very meticulous process. We're also learning the names of two men from the property who are missing, 38-year-old Alex Paez and his 20-year-old cousin, Caesar. It's not confirmed if those men are the two who died in the explosion. Neighbor Armando Lamelli showed us his injuries from flying debris. So did the glass break in your house? It broke in the house, it cut my cousin, my mom. The blast was so strong, debris landed on 80 nearby properties. It's now been a year since the lights were dimmed on Broadway, and for actors and actresses who usually are on stage, they've come up with some pretty unusual ways to keep the rent paid. Peter McIntosh desperately wanted to be famous on Broadway, but not for this, as Broadway's COVID patient zero. New York Post says Usher shows up to work and possibly infects thousands of patrons. McIntosh was an usher for the Broadway show Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? He tested positive on March 11th, 2020. That's what people don't remember. People were very scared of it. So when the, they whispered it to me, they looked at the paper, they go, do you think you have coronavirus. What happened next was scary. The next day, the lights of the Great White Way shut down. A nearly $2 billion industry gone overnight. Thousands of people lost their jobs. Today, McIntosh teaches health at a middle school in New York City. Broadway stars are also finding side hustles to get through the pandemic. It was chilling and it was scary. All of my, a lot of my friends had to pack up and leave. Robbie Fairchild danced to rave reviews in an American in Paris. What are you doing here? What do you think? I need a job. Today, he's a florist. It's interesting how similar flowers are to uh, performing. Actress Elena Ricardo was the lead in Mamma Mia and the understudy in the Carol King musical Beautiful. Oh,
Today, she is making ends meet teaching exercise class on a trampoline from her Manhattan apartment. It was terrifying. I've actually never been in a position where I didn't know what was going to be paying my rent. Eight, seven. It may not be Broadway, but she still feels like she's putting on a show. Take it back. Back. Back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, the Dynasty actress. She's a COVID long hauler. Are you having trouble breathing right now? Then, Olympic champion Ryan Lochte's wife, her life-changing medical decision. You legit feel like you're, you're dying. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. They're called COVID long haulers, people who just can't shake COVID-19 symptoms. And the star of the TV show Dynasty is one of them. Actress Emma Sams, famed for her role in TV's Dynasty from the 1980s is fighting a serious battle with COVID. She's a long hauler. A full year after being diagnosed with the virus, she still has symptoms. I have shortness of breath, chest pain. Um, I have sore throat. Are you having trouble breathing right now during the interview? Always. I can never feel, I never feel like I've completely caught my breath. My lungs feel like they're not working properly. Sam's now 60 captured America's attention as Fallon Carrington on the primetime hit show, Dynasty. Maybe you should apologize to me. A recent report says 10 to 30% of COVID patients suffer some long-term symptoms, but there is hope. Several reports say many long haulers are feeling better after getting the vaccine. Symptoms are subsiding after getting vaccines, reads this Washington Post headline. People have been sending me that article a lot. Sam says she received the COVID-19 vaccine. The study showed that if anything, you might get a little better. This Saturday, Sam's will be reuniting virtually with some of her Dynasty co-stars to raise money to benefit COVID long-haul research. When we come back, Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte and his wife's medical emergency that made her think she was dying. We've told you how more and more women have had their breast implants removed for health reasons. It turns out the wife of Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte is one of them. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte's wife, Kayla, is revealing she just had her breast implants removed after she believes they caused serious health issues. You can't live with these symptoms every day and enjoy life. The 29-year-old said she got the implants eight years ago to give her modeling career a lift. And working with these girls that had a lot of fake breasts, I just felt like, you know, I had to I had to keep up. But after getting them, I had so much confidence. But recently, she started experiencing joint pain, insomnia, and fatigue. I felt a constant feeling 
of feeling hungover. You legit feel like you're, you're dying. Even more concerning, she says, were the brain fog and suicidal thoughts. I just got this big pad. And I was just like writing. I'm sorry. Like prayer after prayer, like just begging to just get me through this one time and just so I could see that there is a light at the end. After a litany of tests, she says doctors told her she likely had breast implant illness and she decided to undergo explant surgery. Just one week out of surgery, Kayla already feels better. It hadn't even been 24 hours and I was just like, oh my gosh, I could see like rosiness in my cheeks and like oil in my skin. My memory is coming back. Ryan has been by her side through it all. We just want her to feel happy um, and feel good about herself. When we come back, parting is such sweet sorrow. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Finally today, we know who her favorite is. This little girl is blowing kisses to her grandpa. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. See you later, babies. She doesn't want him to leave. You're going to see him soon, I promise. How sweet. Cute. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.
In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.